Hey, Stats Pack, welcome back to the podcast. Hope everybody's doing well. This was going to be NBA heavy focus, this podcast. I just want to talk about the playoffs, where we're at, just my two cents. I know I've been really super quiet, online at least. In person, I'm always a big blabberjaw. Anyways, <laughs> obviously the Warriors beat the Nuggets uh, pretty handily in their series 3-1. to one, Or sorry, 4-1. to one. Warriors are pretty victorious. Uh, talk about an underhanded Nuggets team. But they managed to uh, still pull out a victory at home. They had some big momentum. They're pretty happy with themselves. They actually, in Game 5 in San Fran, it was super close. Like It was not a not an easy like given game, but the Warriors managed to pull it out. First game of the next round for the Warriors, was that yesterday? Yeah, oh, day before yesterday. So they're playing tonight. Again, uh, in Memphis, Warriors managed to pull out a victory, 117-116 against the Grizzlies. So they pull, basically they grab home court advantage away from winning that one game on the road, that first game on the road. Gigantic game by Jordan Poole. Very, very close to a triple-double, 31 points, 9 assists, 8 rebounds. His confidence is like through the roof. The last two games that, that he played against Denver, he was like, I don't know if he was hurt. I mean, it looked like it was hurt. He was always like icing his, what was his right or left arm? But uh, the dude looked like he was hurt. But worried about that, seeing how we would play. Didn't start the game. Gary actually started the game. Great defense, hustle. I don't see that like super dope dunk. He's like, he put over, just like drive right through the lane. I think he put it on, was it Desmond? It's either Desmond or Dylan. It was one of the guards, but he just left handed it over him and just slammed it home. It was like, uh, Gary's athletic ability is absolutely impressive. Otto Porter Jr. putting some decent minutes off the bench. For me, I would rather have Kaminga playing other other than uh, Otto Porter. I understand why Otto's, Otto Porter Jr. is there. He has more, way more experience. Obviously, he's in his 30s. Jonathan's only like 19, 20 years old. But I would replace, at certain, especially at certain times during the game, I would replace... Jonathan Kaminga's explosive ability, athletic ability, just his ability to like make big plays rather than Otto Porter just kind of muddling through it. Now, he did have some decent rebounds, eight rebounds, four assists, two points, but he's just off. Otto Porter is just, he's just off. He's, he seemed like he's like a step behind everybody in this game. I'd rather have Jonathan in there and replace, say, Jonathan was in there for 15 minutes. I'd rather have him in there for 23 minutes, give him Otto Porter's minutes, and then uh, have Jonathan in there more. Kavon Looney putting in 19 minutes, grinding as usual, six rebounds to assist eight points. Steph Curry, decent game, three rebounds, four assists, 24 points. But mind you, Jordan Poole had a bigger game, and he was the best player on right uh, offensive player, all around player in that game. Pretty, you know, if you ask me, I don't know. I'm even talking about including the Grizzlies. Uh, it, it just uh, He's just more consistent. If I'm going to compare him with Ja, he's just a more consistent player and a better offensive player than Ja. Now, with that said, obviously, Ja gets a way more attention than, than, than Jordan does. But I think Jordan's a little more polished than Ja is at this point in his career. Of course, Ja has a, a lot of room to grow, but, uh, you know, I'm just... Putting it out there, I think Jordan's a better offensive all-around player 
including his ability to see the court as his assist ability and his points. His confidence level is absolutely through the roof. Clay Thompson had a decent game, rough, missed some big shots, huge free throws. He choked massively at the end of the game. 15 points, one rebound, three assists. Andrew Wiggins, solid play, eight rebounds, one assist, 17 points. Of course, I don't know if you saw the game, but Draymond Green was kicked out only 17 minutes in. Six points, four assists, three, uh, four rebounds. Stupid, stupid foul. Like, just should he have been kicked out? I don't know. But, what, like, why do that? You slap the dude in his face, grab his jersey down. It just, <laughs> he's he's got to keep his shit together to play, like, if if they want to make a long run at this and win those critical games, he lucked out and Clay lucked out tonight. I just in the series as a whole, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. I think the Golden State Warriors are absolutely way more steady than the Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies are extremely, extremely emotional, ups and downs. They have massive runs where the and this I say this the same thing with the Boston Celtics. They're more steady, competent team. They just keep playing. Up, down, whatever. They just keep playing. Obviously, the last game on the Celtics, they looked terrible. But I'll give them a pass, being that that was a they had a long time off. Grizzlies career game for Jaron Jackson Jr. thirty three points. John Morant very close to triple double nine points, ten assists, thirty. Oh, sorry, nine rebounds, ten assists, thirty four points. Desmond Bain a lot of minutes, not a lot of production. Nine points, one assist, one rebound. Pretty much disappeared. DeAnthony Melton, 25 minutes, 14 points, 7 rebounds. Dylan Brooks, another no-show, uh, statistically speaking. 2 rebounds, 3 assists, 8 points. Xavier Tillman, 2 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 points. In this case, when your team is just having a super hard time getting it together and starting to gel, I think it's... <laughs> I mean, how much more can you do? But uh, Jop just played his tail off, man, and... Um, very extremely talented, a super high ceiling potential, but I think overall as a team, I don't think these Grizzlies stand a chance. And it was very evident where they struggled big time against a team that they should have slapped around a lot more easier than they did against the Minnesota T-Bulls. And the T-Bulls actually had a very good chance to actually win that series if they didn't make some really dumb coaching plays. It was really, really bad to watch sometimes. But that's that on that game. Golden State Warriors today are playing against the sorry the Grizzlies. Let's see if I can find a spread here. Let's see if I can find a spread. If anything, I think it's going to be the, the Grizzlies minus one, but let's check out the spread. We'll go to ESPN real quick. Check out the scores for tonight. So big, by the way, big playoff games tonight. If you, if you want to watch a first game, Bucks celtics 7 o'clock, TNT. That's on the East Coast, 4 o'clock if you're out west, obviously. And the Warriors, Grizzlies, and who is favored to win in this game? Let's go to the good old ESPN GameCast. Whoa, Memphis Grizzlies, huge favorites. 68.5% chance to win this game with a, the Warriors at 31.5. So they're saying the Warriors are just going to totally poop the bed here. At least that's what the simulator is saying, according to ESPN's Basketball Power Index, which includes simulators and all that other good jazz and such. But, oh, they don't have the spreads up? Why not? What the heck, man? 
Maybe I'm gonna have to check. Uh, I'll go to Odd Shark. Check out this one. Sharks playoff odds. Okay. Bear with me. Sorry, everybody. Odds NBA. All right, here we go. Whoa, what the hell? Okay, so check this out. Uh, so today's game, actually, Golden State is favored by two points. I wonder if it swung the way. Open at two, steady at two. Boston's minus a four and a half. I think that's right. I think Boston's going to come back and slap them around. As a as a person who watches way too much basketball, way too much basketball, I would bet I see this in Golden State. ESPN is getting their metrics or somewhere else. They're just using the raw numbers and everything of them of of Memphis playing at home. Obviously, the previous games that Memphis played against the Warriors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but watching the basketball on the court, the Grizzlies are going to absolutely struggle winning a couple games winning two games in this series. If Golden State comes out hot, I mean, it's it's just, uh, it's over, but <laughs> obviously, obviously. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I like Golden State in this series. I was, I still like Boston, even though Milwaukee just put, like, beat the brakes off of them and made them look like they were playing, like, the December freaking Boston Celtics where they're just, like, passing the ball around the perimeter and having each and every one of them take a terrible three-point shot from way too far out, not penetrating, not passing the ball, et cetera, et cetera. It's maybe if they wake up, uh, they'll handle Milwaukee. Golden State, I think they're going to win this game. Yeah, it'll be razor close, but I do still think that they're going to win this game. All right, well, let's touch on the NFL Draft next podcast. Not a huge lot of names, not a lot of hype coming into this one for a lot of teams, but... I mean, I guess they said that was based on really like the talent level that was available in this NFL draft. And I know looking through the years when there's a bad NFL draft, that usually they usually call that beforehand and it usually turns out bad. That's my perception. I'm sure that's a, a lot of people's perception. So maybe we could look through some drafts together and some of the, the drafts that had less hype and see if it actually turned out to where, you know, there's less pro bowlers, less starters, et cetera, et cetera in the draft and how that turned out, especially with the quarterbacks when there's not a lot of quarterbacks on the board. How does it turn out? All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Stats Beast podcast. Take care. Love all you. Bye.